Welcome to the Captivated for Christ podcast, episode number 18. And he said to them, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Matthew 22, verse 37. Welcome to the Captivated for Christ podcast, weekly encouragement to keep you captivated by God's love. And here's your host, Nathaniel Bridgman. Welcome, 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 everybody, to another episode of the Captivated for Christ podcast. Once again, I am your host, Nathaniel Bridgman. Now, today's ministry of the week is a ministry called YWAM Tyler. Here in the heart of East Texas, at one of YWAM's largest training centers, thousands of people have developed a personal and intimate relationship with God over the past 30-plus years. This is off of YWAM Tyler's website, by the way. There is really nothing like knowing God hearing his voice for yourself, and experiencing the adventure that comes with obedience. With eyes fixed on Christ, our staff are here to help you, well, their staff, <laughs> that's what I'm going to say, are here to help you develop a meaningful walk with God, find your, pers- you find your purpose and call, and be launched into a life of Christian ministry. Their goal is to equip you to better know the Lord and provide opportunities that you might impact others who do not know Christ. Wyland Tyler is a discipling center that pioneers, helping you become more Christ-centered, share your faith, and begin new ministries that honor God and change the world. Serving worldwide, they are involved with spreading the good news, providing health care, relief work, English courses, impacting societies with the gospel message, and more as we seek to, as they seek to make God known. Um, as many of you guys actually know, or some of you may not know, I'm actually taking a school of worship um, at Wyland Tyler right now, and I'm actually at Wyland Tyler right now. Um, I'm currently in the Paris Fellowship Center recording this episode right now. It's a great brand new, well, a great new facility that Wyland Tyler's had for several years. It's an amazing facility, um, and I love Wyland Tyler so far. It's an amazing Wyland base. I love all the ministries that they're involved with, and I love everything they do um, so far. And the school of worship so far has been one of the most amazing experiences and most amazing schools on my life so far. I love what God has been doing in the school so far. God has really been moving, and it's just been awesome to see how God um, has been transforming our lives. So if you guys want to find out more information, please go to www.ywamtyler.org to find out more. That's www.ywamtyler.org to find out more. Now, as always, guys, I like to begin every single episode after the ministry of the week um, before I begin teaching with a prayer to bless our time and ask the Holy Spirit to come. So if you are listening, please bow your heads, close your eyes, and I shall begin. Father, thank you so much for this day. Thank you so much just for your great love. Thank you for your mercy. And Father, thank you so much, Jesus, just for all that you've done. And Father, thank you so much for this time where we could just pause and focus on you, Jesus, and learn more about you, God. You're so wonderful. We love you, Jesus. And God, just thank you so much for your amazing love and mercy. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would come, Holy Spirit, lead us more into understanding about who you are and help us to gain more knowledge about you. And I pray all this in Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Amen. So I want to begin today's um, episode by beginning with a question. That question is, what are the base, if you were to call yourself a Christian, what are the two things that would define your walk with Christ? Would it be the actions you take or would it be the amount of time you spend with God? For a lot of us, we think it's just going to church and just reading our Bible and doing certain things like that. But the truth is there's more to being a Christian than just all these things. Now, a lot of people may say, well, of course we know that. There's the law, there's the Old Testament, the New Testament, the Bible, and there's certain things like that. But what if I were to tell you that all of the law and the prophets and everything were to hand, hang on just two commandments, and that these two commandments would be the basis for all the commands which God gave his people? 
Now, for a lot of people, this may seem strange because they're like, wait a minute, hold on, are you actually telling me that all the law and the prophets are actually just hanging on these two commands alone? Well, the answer is yes. Jesus even said it himself. And that's what we're going to be looking at today. Today, we're going to be looking at what are the two greatest commandments given in the Bible. And the truth is, it's important for us to take a look at these commandments because if we were to take a look at these two great commandments, we could actually help improve our walk with Christ. Because in my personal opinion, basic Christianity and our walk with Christ all hangs on these two commandments. And when we follow and obey just these two commandments, we would be truly living the lifestyle which God has called us to. Now, I know a lot of you may be saying, wait, Nate, is it really, really that easy? And it sounds easy at first that there's just two commandments that we have to follow in order to be a follower of Christ, and that if we just do these two things, we would be living a biblical lifestyle and following all the law and the prophets that were written down in the Old Testament. And that is true, but I actually dare even argue that some of these commandments, and that these two commandments may be harder than a lot of people may think they are. And in my opinion, they're the two greatest commandments that God had given in all the law of the prophets because not only are they the most life-giving commandments, sometimes they may be the hardest commandments to follow. But the truth is, if we follow these two commandments, then we can easily, and I mean easily, improve our relationship with God like you never could even possibly imagine. So, what are these two commandments? Well, let's take a look. If you have your Bibles with you, open up to Matthew chapter 22, verses 36 through 40. Now, what's the context of these passages? So, in this passage of Matthew chapter 22, verses 36 through 40, this is the story of when Jesus was in Jerusalem. And then, when Jesus was in Jerusalem, one of the places that he visited was the temple courts. Now, when he was visiting the temple courts, he was questioned by many people, but the main people that questioned him were the Pharisees and the Sadducees. The Pharisees and the Sadducees were basically the big people of their day. They were the most holiest, holiest of people within Jerusalem. A modern-day interpretation would be, um, your pastor or someone else like that. I know it may like sound weird for me to say that, especially since the Pharisees, Jesus called them a brew, uh, broad of vipers and hypocrites. But without them, basically, I'm just talking about the basic title of the Pharisee. The basic title of the Pharisee within that day was basically a holy person who looked over the temple, or in other words, someone within the position of major ministry. And these were the main people who were questioning Jesus since Jesus went around teaching all these things that a lot of people thought, well, hey, they do line up with scripture, but sometimes they may not line up with the laws that we put in, which are legalistic. And so in this passage, and when there's this passage of scripture, many of the Pharisees and the Sadducees were questioning Jesus a lot on certain things. And they asked Jesus many, 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 many questions. But this is one of the questions that a lot of people love to quote, and in my opinion, I think it's the one that sticks out to me the most. And it's really fascinating, the question that this one Sadducee, uh, this one Pharisee asked Jesus, because it's just such a fascinating question, but it also helps us give insight as to what are the two greatest commandments that God ever gave us. So, if you have your Bibles open to Matthew 22, verses 36, 40, oh, actually, I just looked at it. <laughs> it's actually Matthew 22, verses 30. Four through 40. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, so if you have a Bible is open to Matthew 22 verses 34 through 40, you can just uh, follow along as I read out loud and I'll begin in verse 34. When the Pharisees heard that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered themselves together. One of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him, teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And he said to them, 
You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment. The second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend the whole law and the prophets. Wow. This is amazing. I mean, Jesus is basically saying that all we need to do to live a Christian lifestyle that is pleasing to God and base our entire life off of the law and the prophets is just love God and love people. Yet I dare even argue that these two things can be hard for us sometimes. And I dare even say that many Christians don't, aren't doing this in their walk with God. Some people, it's easy for them to love God, but not easy to love people. Some, some people, it's easy for them to love people, and they may say they love God, but in their hearts, they may not really love as God as much. The truth is, we as Christians are called to do both. We're called to love God and to love other people. That is the calling of a Christian, and that is the calling of a follower of Christ. And the truth is, we can't just pick one over the other, although we do... The truth is, you know, the most important one is to love God because Jesus said this is the first and most greatest commandment. But the truth is the two often go hand in hand. We just need to love God first and love other people. For if we love God first and love other people, then we would be walking in the ways of Christ. And think about it too. When you read the Old Testament and you read the Torah, especially when you look at the laws, a lot of people are turned off by these laws because they're like, ah, these are just kind of weird. I don't know if we really want to read this. When you read the entirety of the Torah in the Old Testament, all of God's laws fall under the category of loving God and loving people. A great example of this is the Ten Commandments. The very first commandment that God gave the people of Israel in the Ten Commandments is, you shall have no other gods before me. And if you look as the Ten Commandments kind of go in this pattern, the second commandment is you shall not make for yourself any idols. Don't take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Honor the Sabbath day and keep it holy. And the rest of the commandments are about loving people. Honor your father and mother, not committing adultery, not stealing, not murdering, not not committing, not saying false testimony against your neighbor and not coveting. All these issues are a matter of loving God and loving people. Of course, we need to love God first, but we also need to love people as well. But the question then remains, well, I, that seems easy enough. I mean, I should love God. I should love people. Why are you reminding us of this? Well, I wanted to give some questions and wanted to ask some questions to see if you really are loving God and loving people. The first one with loving God. When was the last time you spent any quality alone time with God? I don't just mean picking up your Bible and reading it, although I believe you should read your Bible. <laughs> I mean... Seriously. <laughs> um, but I mean spending genuine alone quality of time with God alone. When was the last time you worshipped him alone? When was the last time you spent hearing his voice? When was the last time you actually spent time alone with God, not just reading scripture, but meditating on it and just engaging with the scriptures, learning what they mean, and also asking God uh, and also seeking God's will throughout scripture? When was the last time you actually spent genuine alone quality time with our Father? And for extrovert Christians, this is one of the hardest things for them to do because a lot of them bring up the excuse, well, I don't really have time to spend alone time with God. I have other worries like my finances and other things. But here's the thing. Jesus said, seek first my kingdom and my righteousness and all these things will be made available to you. The truth is we need to make time to spend alone quality time with God. Heck, even if it's just 30 minutes being alone with God somewhere, that's more than enough. God can do more in 30 minutes than you can in an hour. The truth is, when we spend alone quality time with God, we begin to experience not just our love for him, but his love for us. The truth is, now for a lot of people, 
this is strange for them, especially extrovert Christians, you know, because a lot of them, they get the loving people part, but in terms of loving God, a lot of them might get bored. They're like, well, what if I don't enjoy reading my Bible? What if I don't, you know, can't really hear his voice? And that may, those may be fair questions to answer because they're not very popular things to do, especially around Christianity. But I believe it's the goal for every Christian to spend alone time with God. It's important for all of us as followers of Christ is not to spend alone time with God. Because if we don't spend alone time with God, how are we ever going to get to know him? Sure, we may hear sermons from our pastor in church. Sure, we may go to classes and hear these different teachings. And sure, we may you know, do all these certain things and hear God through certain people. But the truth is, unless we spend alone quality time with God, I dare even say, you may never know him. How would you personally get to know someone unless you actually spend alone time with them quality? And listen, God does love us in certain ways. I do believe, I'm actually a huge believer that God can speak our different, can speak all of our love languages because everyone has a different love language and God can speak all of our different love languages. It's even found throughout the Bible. Um, Dr. Gary Chapman talks about this, that God can speak our love language sometimes. But the truth is, it's important for us to get to know the Father. If we're going to truly love other people as Christ loved us, we need to know the Father's love for us, and we need to love God first. And spending alone time with God is one of the most practical ways that you could do it. So I want to offer you a challenge to you today. I want you to at least, every day, at least every day, I'll give you even a week, just a week, spend at least 30 minutes alone time, alone with God. You can You can do whatever you can with God. You can worship, you can read your Bible, you can spend time listening to his voice. The important thing is, even if it's just at least 30 minutes, as long as you spend quality alone time with your father, you can get a revelation of the father's love for us, a love for you. For if we don't get that personal revelations of the father's love for us as followers of Christ, then we may never know God. And that's a scary thing to imagine, especially for us as Christians who claim to be the people of God. But we need to know the our God's love for us. One of the best ways to love God and know his love for us is by spending quality alone time with him. And that's a very practical way to love God. Another way is, of course, obeying his commandments, praying, spending and praying, going to church, and doing all these other things to show that you love God. One of the most practical things you could do to love God is to spend time alone with him. So that's one of the most practical ways that you can love God. Now with loving other people, now, with loving your neighbors, you love yourself. This could also be a hard thing for a lot of people. A lot of us may be introverted. May a lot of us don't like hanging around with people. And the truth it goes both ways. Introverted people say, hey, we love God obeying the first commandment because it is the most important commandment. And that is true. It is the most important commandment. But I don't know if we really want to be around people. The thing is, we still need to be around people and love people as followers of Christ. Because Christ loved people. Everything that God did throughout the Old and New Testament was an act of love. Even though, even in the Acts in the Old Testament, when God punished certain people or did certain things, it was out of an act of love for his children and for his people. God in his very nature is love. Since God loved us, we as the body of Christ are called to love other people. And for a lot of people, this may be hard because we're like, well, I don't really like a certain person. I don't, they didn't treat me the right way. Here's the thing. Jesus was mistreated by a lot of people in his day. A lot of people did not like Jesus. Now, for and this may be strange for a lot of us because we're like, hey, I thought Jesus was very popular. And yeah, he was very popular in his ministry, but there was a time when a lot of people started to rise up and not like Jesus. 
fact, you constantly read it throughout the Gospels. There are many people planning to kill him and persecute him already, especially the Pharisees. The, Jesus had many followers, but his own people didn't. But a lot of his own people did not like him, but he still loved them. Heck, even when Jesus was crucified, he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they are doing. Even when Jesus was crucified to the point of death, he still prayed for and loved those who were persecuting him. And it's this, this amazing act of love that Christ demonstrated when he died on the cross is what we should be doing as brothers and sisters of Christ. We should be loving everybody, not just people who are nice to us. We should also be loving our enemies. We should be loving those who are far from God. We are Our goal as Christians in all of our relationships is love. John even writes about this in one of his letters. This is the command we have heard from the beginning, that you are to love one another. The truth is we are all called as Christians to love. And it can be shown in multiple ways. You can be a servant. You can spend time with people. You can give words of affirmation. Give physical touch. Give gifts. Do acts of service. Do multiple things. There are multiple different ways to love people. And the truth is we as followers of Christ are called to love people in everything we do. If we do not spend not just quality time with God, if we just spend quality time with God but don't love people, then we're not walking out as true Christians. And the truth is, while loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength is the first, greatest, and the most important of all the commandments, it's still important for all of us as Christians to also love our neighbor as we love ourselves. For if we don't love our neighbor as we love ourselves, then we are not walking as Christ walked. And that's the goal of us as the body of Christ is to walk as Christ walked on the earth. And those are the two greatest commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And love your neighbor as you love yourself. So, I want to challenge you guys today. Spend time either today or maybe in the next few days. Spend alone time with God. Love God in everything you do. But also strive to love people as, uh, love people as we love ourselves. For if we love God and love others, then we are truly walking as Christ walked. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name for your great love, and I thank you for your mercy. And Father, I thank you so much, Jesus, for all you've done. And I pray, Holy Spirit, can you please help us all, Lord Jesus, to love you, O Lord our God, with our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. And Father. If there's anything we've done that hasn't been loving towards you or other people, can you please forgive us of our sins? We repent, Lord Jesus. And Father, can you please show us, Lord Jesus, how to love you and how to love others as you have loved us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Captivated for Christ podcast, guys. If you like this episode, be sure to follow us on either iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever this podcast is available. If you want to leave us your thoughts on the show, be sure to leave a review of the show on iTunes. It really helps us show out a lot. And guys, thank you so much for listening. And I hope that this episode kept you captivated by God's love. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Captivated for Christ podcast. To find out more information or to view more episodes, be sure to follow us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts are available.